Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Main Street TV. Having some technical issues this morning. Uh, Jennifer is not here, so I blame her. What do you think, guys? Can we blame Jennifer? Sounds, um, good. Yeah, Sounds good to me. Yeah. Whoever isn't around. Uh, so we're we're uh, we're kind of our the computer we normally use is acting a little funny today. So we had to go with Plan B, but we're going to make it work. Uh, so anyway, welcome to Main Street TV. It is a Monday. Jeremiah is watching himself on his phone right now because he's got to see how good he looks. Um, <laughs> we, it, it, stuff here, it's it's a Monday. It absolutely is a Monday today. Um, you know, I you know, I think what the problem was is my whole day got thrown off this morning, guys. And maybe you can fill me in on this. So I woke up this morning and I was I was just starving. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get a hearty fast food breakfast, and I went. I went down to go to my fast food breakfast place of choice, Taco Bell, and my <laughs> favorite employee wasn't there anymore, <laughs> and it just threw my whole day off. I I don't know. Do you got you guys know anything about uh, why Pete, Pete Wilson why, can tell you a thing? Or yeah, two. we we, why, uh, we, we might have a, one of the more interesting wild news stories from the crime front to kind of I think kind of fill in what you're leading me into. Okay, okay, it, it, okay. It's it, it, it's coming. We've right, we've got right, it stacked right, up behind right. all this festival stuff. All right, well we'll get to that. But we had a busy weekend as the Ohio Hill Country Festival, also known as the Ohilco Festival. Also, still almost everybody calls it the Coal Festival. So it's real. It is kind of confusing because nobody calls it the same thing, right? Um, but there was a lot of fun stuff going on down there. I know Jeremiah was there, Dylan was there, firing cannons, walking in parades, doing all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, we saw Dylan several times during the festival yeah. this year. Um, saw him Wednesday night, Friday night, and saw him Saturday Dylan, night up there. Dylan loves it. Dylan, Dylan loves was it. out in the yeah. thick of things. Yeah, very cool. And we got a lot of. Uh, Friday night football we can talk about. Looks like it was a tough weekend for the Vinton County Vikings, but the Oaks snapped uh, their losing streak. Or no, sorry, not the Oaks. The Oaks they had to cancel, didn't they? They had to cancel. Yeah, they had to cancel. Right. Yeah, they had to cancel. Too many injuries. Yeah, too many injuries. So, a lot going on. What's going on? Uh, before we get to the Hilco, I'd like to mention um, today is nine eleven. It's true. Um, so I believe we all, uh, probably can remember and maybe tell a real quick story of where we were when that happened. Do you remember? Yeah, I, I was in computer lab in high school. Uh, yeah. So we were in computer lab when it first happened and, you know, I was fairly young, didn't really understand what was happening. And we went to maybe one more period after that. And then they sent everybody home from school. And that's, that's my memory of it. Okay. Pete? Right. Well, I was working uh, for this company, but in our former building downtown, when uh, I was a radio only employee, that was before the telegram was under our ownership here. And uh, I was going through my morning routine and I happened to be in the front office where our GM at that time was. He had a portable TV in there and there had already been one plane into the first tower. And, you know, they were still trying to figure out what was happening there. And then I happened to be standing in there and saw live the second plane uh, go into the second tower. And that's when we knew that we had some kind of terrorist attack or whatever. And uh, I remember our GM said, 
that was intentional. We've got some bad things going on. And then, of course, you know, it all unfolded. So 9-11, kind of like uh, for the younger generation or, or, or middle-aged generation. Thanks for calling kind, us younger. <laughs> right, right. Kind of like kind of like the Kennedy assassination. Oh, sure. Everybody knows where they were. And the, the folks who are, are, are senior citizens and whatever that are oldest, I remember uh, when the Kennedy assassination occurred, they remember – they remembered the date of when Roosevelt died during mm-hmm. during World War II in 1945. So, you know, it, it'll be a red-letter date uh, forever, for sure. And so, 22nd anniversary today, and I think Jeremiah uh, caught this when he was on his way to work, uh, the Lions Club, they were putting out some flags today. Mm-hmm. As far yeah. as we know, there's no um, anniversary events today, mm-hmm. as there are some years, as this is the 22nd, you know, on the a milestone years like the 20th and the 25th, you'll you'll probably see some events. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I know a couple of years ago they had a nice one at Alumni Stadium for the 20th anniversary. Right. And one, one of the things that's kind of uh, uh, amazing, you know, if you if you listen to some of the newscasts lately, you know, we had 3,000 people or so die in that attack. You know, a lot of the public safety people, firefighters, police officers. But now they say that the death toll of people who died because of cancer, mm-hmm. uh, lung diseases, or whatever, as a result of 9-11 being exposed, that number now is greater than that same-day casualty, wow. which is amazing. Sure. Wow. And so people are still have been affected by that, families and so forth. So it's we should fun. never forget the day. Right, right. Uh, so, that was, so that's why we didn't forget it here on right. Main Street TV. Just wanted, wanted to make sure we mentioned yeah. that. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. So on to uh, brighter news, and real real quick before we get into that, Dylan. So like I said, we had to switch over. We, we're having some technical issues behind the scenes. Uh, Dylan doesn't have the photos, but he's working hard to get them. But Dylan, if you want to grab that computer mouse over there, that might make that easier for you. All right. Okay, Jeremiah. On with the uh, Ohilco. Ohilco. Yeah. So. I was up there Saturday evening, was there for the grand finale parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure how many units they had, but it, we were there for quite a time sure. as those units passed by. Um, had folks from all over in that, including mm-hmm. folks from here in Jackson yeah. County. And uh, they gave away a number of awards following that grand finale parade. And I have the list of winners here for that okay. that I can go over. Um, so the Baton Corps category, first place, went to Eclipse, while Show Dolls are in second place. In the Float category, first place went to the Hawking County Fallen Heroes Float. Okay. So they traveled down from Logan for this mm-hmm. uh, parade. Second place went to Bundy Elementary and their float. Third place went to the Wilson Lions Club float. That's the Santa float. I saw have. Santa was like decked He's on out vacation. for uh, the yeah. holidays, right? He was. He, hey, Christmas in July, you know. It ain't of, July. It's mid-September. Mid-September. It's time for Santa to be getting he, back to work. He may be. He, he was still on vacation for the... Uh, the Ohilco. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's slacking. It's time to. It <laughs> time takes to get a couple to months grind, to build uh, all those toys, man. Yeah. yeah. So he, get back to it. they always put him at the end of the parade up there, <laughs> and right. he's always a uh, reminder that hey, uh, Christmas is coming up, guys. So, True. And the uh, marching band category, first place went to Vinton County High School. Second place went to Christian Life Academy. And third place went to Clay High School. Okay. And they also did a auxiliary and flag corps category. And first place went to Benton County High School as well. Okay. 
And then they also do a number of announcements of raffle and drawing winners following the parade. Okay. So Bill Holzapple was the lucky winner in the Wellston American Legion Post 371 raffle. He won 100 pounds of beef, 100 pounds of pork, and he also got a seven cubic foot freezer to put it all in. Oh, okay. And the bur- the beef. That's nice of them to include that freezer because I would have been like, right. thanks, but what am I supposed to do with 200 this? pounds of meat. <laughs> well, like, like, thanks, guys. Yeah. So the beef was purchased. I guess I just start my own... Like a little grocery store. Right. Um, <laughs> so the beef was purchased by the, it was purchased at the Jackson County Fair livestock sale. Okay. While the pork was purchased from the Benton County livestock sale. All right. So all right. they did purchase all that meat local. Cool. Um, now the Jackson County 40 and 8 had a raffle for artillery. So they had some guns okay. that they had for raffle. Um, you had, so <laughs> on the ticket, they, they were supposed to write their first and last name, and somebody just wrote their first name. Sure. So somebody named Jack okay. out there. Well, we'll definitely gun. be able to track down Jack. Yeah, Jack. No last name No given. phone number? They had his phone number. Okay. So hopefully they'd be able <laughs> to contact him. <laughs> just a, Jack. Uh, John Brisker okay. and a Branch Oosley. All right. Those well, three gentlemen all John Branch and... Jack. Jack. Yeah, they all won a gun in that JJ raffle. Right. And then the uh, Wellston Hope Church had two raffle drawings. So okay. Brittany thought won a squash melon. What's a squash melon? I think it's like one of the, it's kind of like a like a like a like a stuffed like animal. A stuffed animal. Okay. Yeah, and like when you squeeze it, like it gotcha. kind of squishes, you know. Gotcha. And then uh, Cindy Kaufman won a Cincy warmer. What's a Cincy warmer? I think it's like you put the little uh, you put the little bars in, they melt, you know. Oh, it's like, it's kind of like, 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 like burning a candle, gotcha. but not burning a candle. Gotcha. And then, some good uh, prizes. Huh? These are some good prizes. Some good prizes. what they all are. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the Wellston Hilco Society, they do uh, booths up there as well uh-huh. along Pride Park there on the walkway. So they did a booth contest, and they had winners in that. First place went to Wellston City Schools. Second place went to Wellston Hope Church. And third place went to the Jackson County Health Department. And the theme this year was Cheers to 50 Years. Which was very appropriate. Fifty as years for the festival, right? Fifty years yeah. for the festival, very and cool. uh, we we would call that your semi centennial celebration that they had this year. All right. And then Wellston Hilka Society also gave out a number of community improvement awards to local businesses. Okay. So these are businesses that may have done you know something to their storefront or done you know improvements to make themselves better for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they get a Cincy warmer too? No, they, they got a plaque. Okay. <laughs> they got a plaque. Um, nice. Saying community improvement awards. Uh, right. Those, those include Broadway and company. All right. What, what is Broadway and company? I believe it's a salon. Okay. On Broadway. All right. They're in Wellston. Okay, cool. And, um, they, 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 if I recall, it's there next to the Wellston City Administration building. Okay. And they had taken a building that I'm pretty sure was vacant mm-hmm. and hadn't nothing had been in it for a number of years that I can recall and had completely transformed it into this nice storefront. All right. Very nice. And uh, you also had Dairy Queen of Wellston. Um, I know recently they had redone their... Um, they did that mural. Well, they had done the mural inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Wilson City Schools art students. Yeah, yeah. Art club did that. But the um, outside... Upside-down blizzard. Right, right. Upside-down blizzard. 
but the outside of the building, I believe, had been redone. Okay. Um, to be more modern mm. in the recent recent years. I'm not sure when that took place. But I don't. I don't know. Yeah. And then, um, Viva is it Viva? Viva oh, I can't say it yeah, now. Viva Jalisco, the Mexican restaurant. Yeah. They did a number of improvements okay. uh, to their Mexican business there. It's located there on the corner of First and Ohio Avenue in Wellston. Okay. Uh, Scotty's on First Sports Bar and Grill. Uh-huh. They just opened like last week, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in just the last couple weeks, they last had a soft weeks. opening maybe two weeks ago, and they did a ribbon cutting a little later and there was a big event there on Friday that will be in the news right. as well. And you had talked a little bit about what it used to be and it, it's set for a number of years. It was, it was the famous Janetta's Janetta's that was okay. a prime night spot, not only in Wellston, but in the County, um, in the seventies and eighties and like that, it was a real go-to spot Okay, for entertainment I, I and, and, and nighttime, uh, tavern and sports bar type, type, type establishment. And so it's kind of reborn. Right. And it's right there on um, First Street near, you know, between Railroad and Ohio Avenue is where that's located. And during the festival, it was a happening place to be. It seemed like it was a lot of people Mm -hmm. in there and also out on their little patio there on the walkway as well. Right. Between, um, you know, Scotty's on First, they're on First Street, and then uh, they're on the corner of uh, of First and uh, Ohio Patio Grubs and Subs. Between those two establishments, uh, I mean, the downtown has definitely received a big, a big jolt in the in a positive way, especially right. on the weekends and in the evenings now, because they're both doing a very good business, and that's good for the downtown. Yes, I, I agree. Another business that received one of these awards was Daisy's Hometown Coffee Shop. Okay, uh, it's opened in the last several years, I believe. They did some renovations recently and have added a. Um, um, it's like a little patio out in front of their business. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have that mm-hmm. over roof now. And uh, I know that where they were in that building, because they're in the same building, I believe they call all that over there the shops on first. Okay. And um, there's like a salon, I think, in that building. There's like a um, like a boutique. And then you also have the coffee shop. And where the coffee shop had originally opened, there's now a salon. And the coffee shop had moved over to a different part of that building. And they now have it look like a drive-through window for that business, where you can drive through and pick your coffee up through the alley there, off of First Street. Okay, so that's pretty nice. Nice, yeah, very cool. Well, um, a lot. Oh, we got more. Yeah, we got more. Okay. Uh, Pete mentioned the patio grubs and suds. Uh huh. Um, they, uh, you know, added that patio there to that business. It used to be formerly Rocket Pizza, mm-hmm. and uh, they completely redone. I think the outside of that building and did the patio, and they got. All kinds of seating out there. That place was packed during the Hilco, like Pete was saying. And I, I saw, you know, the patio was full mm-hmm. out there. Not a lot. There's some space to sit inside, but their big feature is that outdoor patio that they have. And then the final one was the main attraction hair salon. Okay. And they uh, were a recent business that had opened as well, I think, in the last year or so. And they've also done, you know, a lot of those downtown buildings need a lot of TLC. Mm -hmm. And when one of those businesses come in, they always try to do a lot to, you know, spruce up that downtown. Right Right on. Well, congratulations to those folks. All part of the Ohio Hill Country Festival and also Wilson's Sesquicentennial. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
for Wilson's uh, sesquicentennial this year. Um, I know earlier in the week, I, well, I think last week we showed the cannon being fired. We did. We showed yeah. the cannon being mm-hmm. fired, and that kind of marked the sesquicentennial, the 150th years. years. And they last time they fired that, I guess, was 50 years prior mm-hmm. during the centennial, mm-hmm. the 100th anniversary. And somebody was telling me that since then, um, there had been a few times where it had been test fired even. Um, not during like a special celebration or anything, but intentionally, intentionally, yeah, <laughs> right, all right. So that's uh, pretty neat. Yeah, um, I knew Pete had. I don't know if you want to talk about your results or not, or do you want me to keep going? Well, you can talk about the the royalty, the royalty. Yeah, we don't want to forget them. That, right, that's always something they do right at the very end and to kind of transition into a hey, listen. We're finishing and we're ready for next year. Ready for next year. So the twenty twenty four Wellston Hilco royalty. They uh, wrapped up on Saturday evening with the crowning of that royalty. And I don't know if Dylan's ready for pictures. I have some photos of some royalty. Okay. Okay. That, um, that's probably what we have. We'll then. start with uh, you the queen in court. Uh, I have junior miss. The, uh, yeah. Oh, you can't see that. Oh. <laughs> um, well, you, you t- I, I have it on the screen. Go ahead and throw okay, it up. Cool. All right. I threw it up. We'll see, see cool. what you got and see if I can't name... Uh, who the individuals well, you, are. You, yeah, well, you just go, Jeremiah, and Dylan I'll, will do his best to keep okay. up with you because it's going to be several second delay on your phone there. Okay. So on on the screen now, this is your 2024 Wilson Ohio Hill Country Festival Junior Miss Queen and Court. From the left, you have first attendant Ava Fenwick, Junior Miss Queen, Milena McFadden, and second attendant, that's Peyton Eby. And um, they were crowned during the festival. Um, you also had your 2024 Wellston Ohio Hill Country Festival Little Miss Queen in Court. Uh, those included the first attendant, Amelia Dupree, Little Miss Queen, Tatum Arthur, second attendant, uh, Lillian Mannering. And then as for the big girls go, or the, I shouldn't call them the big girls, the uh, Miss Queen, I guess. You just say older. Older. Yeah, your 2024 Wellston Ohio Hill Country Queen in Court. Your first attendant went to, uh, that is Mackenzie Collins, uh, Queen Kate Ross, and second attendant Addison Bowman. Okay. Was who got crowned, and they are your 2024 royalty, so they will serve starting today. Starting, okay. You know, through to this week next till, year. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations year. to those guys. I'm sure that was very exciting. Worked hard for that, and now right. they get to go to the pumpkin festival. <laughs> right. Well, they're well, I think and their the first, apple festival. Yeah, their yeah. first festival will probably be apple festival yeah. unless they got one this well, week. Well, the Paw Paw festivals this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. They don't probably don't. I don't know that they really do royalty. I'm not but sure. the Mothman festivals this weekend too. Yeah. No break. No break in the fall festivals. All kinds of fall festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that following the crowning. They had a firework display, fabulous firework display. Fabulous, you say? It was it was great. Um, yeah. They they shot off fireworks from the same place they do the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and um, it was I don't know probably at least a twenty minute show. Yeah. Um, we we live streamed most of that. I missed the first couple of minutes, but here's a here's an excellent photo that I captured. <laughs> Some of the royalty. Jeremiah's like, here's an X 
excellent, excellent photo that I, I captured. I captured. Um, <laughs> one of one of two. Uh, this is the one, one that we're going to use. Excellent photos that you captured. Yes, there's another one. Another one that I I love that just works so great. Okay. Um, this one we're going to use in print because it has a little more color to it than right. the other one. But um, you can Put see some of the royalty. <laughs> uh, that would be a bad that would, that would be on me so uh, you can see some of the royalty here and some of the crowd watching the fireworks yeah um but it was it was just a real great display to wrap yeah, up the awesome. festival and uh, the fireworks are done this year and like we were talking about the two special milestones the city celebrating a sesquicentennial and then you had the festival celebrating its semi-centennial. So yeah. to kind of cap those milestones, they had the... Um, they had to answer the, your question, JJ, yes, we're off the radio. We're having... No, it, it's on the board in the KOV studio to switch it back. There's nothing we can do in here. Okay. Sorry, guys. We're having all kinds of technical difficulties. It's a Monday. This, it's a Monday, Manic guys. Monday. Yeah, so we're doing we're doing our best here. Thank you for sticking with us, and we'll have it have the bugs worked out tomorrow. Um, yeah, we just had a little bit of computer issues this morning. If you normally listen on the radio, I, I apologize. We had to switch to a different computer that wasn't connected to the radio stream to do the Facebook stream. So we're unfortunately not on YPC this morning. All right, Jer- Jeremiah, back to the fireworks. Uh, just the fireworks wrapped up this year's uh, four day. Was it four day run? Mm-hmm. For the festival Wednesday through Saturday, and uh, that is now in the history books. So next festival yeah. we'll be looking for, towards will be the Jackson Apple Festival. I'm already working on my preview for that, and uh, we'll have that in a future edition of the Telegram. So mm-hmm. be sure to watch for that along with the schedule. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah the it's fast approaching. Yeah, and it's a busy Apple. week this week too. Um, lots of lots of meetings to cover this week mm-hmm. and events going on. So yeah, just uh, be sure to pick up that Telegram. That's Wednesday and Saturday. It's published, and we try to push stuff out on the website as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll go ahead and take my leave here, and Pete will get into rest of the rest of the coverage. Okay. Sure, well, you don't want to stay and talk about tacos with us. Uh, no, the taco story is very interesting, <laughs> and a lot of people have. Um, I really enjoyed that story. It did make my day on Friday when I read it. Pete did very well with the uh, with the lead and the headline mm-hmm. for that story. So kudos to him. Yeah. So I'll go all ahead. Right. Thank take, you, Jeremiah. Ahead I appreciate you. your help. Thank you so I much. Appreciate all your work at the Ohio Hill Country Festival, and uh, we'll chat with you later in the week. Very good. All right. All right. Yes. Th- thank it, you, to Jeremiah. Do you care to scoot your stuff away and let Pete kind of have that spot real fast? Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeremiah. Oh yes. The, yeah, we want to want to want to running very smooth. Today. Yeah, yeah. We want to recognize Jeremiah because uh, uh, you know he's got uh, 10, 12 years experience in local newspapers and really loves to cover the festivals and fairs and does a great job on that. And so I took advantage of his talents and skills. And uh, right, he's some, looking real nervous right now. He's coming back over. I don't know if you turn this off. I will say on Wednesday, I will celebrate 12 years in the business. 12 years. How Congratulations. About years? How about just a, still just a pup as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. but experienced pup. He had 12 years before he was out of high school, Jeremiah. <laughs> Step up your game. All right. Well, Pete started as soon as he could read. Well, anyway. He was I, reporting on the, the daycare 
daycare newsletter. Well, we had just about everybody there at the festival. Red Thompson Jr. Uh-huh. was there a couple days. I was there on Saturday as well. Of course, Dylan doing a lot of video work as well. And uh, the radio boys, of course, there every day mm-hmm. for a live remote. So, you know, total media was all over the festival. And I'm glad that we were because, uh, you know, you talked about my experience. Uh, I've been to most of the uh, Ohilco festivals over the years. And I can say, I can say uh, without any qualification, this was one of the very best. I mean, the table was set mm-hmm. because of the centennial sure. for... Um, for the centennial for the city of Wellston and the semi-centennial for the festival, but it just came off well. It was planned mm-hmm. well. And then, of course, the thing, you can't control the weather. Yeah. Just about as good as yeah, you can oh, get. Absolutely. I mean, warm, but, you know, there was a cloud cover kind of on mm-hmm. Saturday. It was very comfortable the whole time. And it, it, it drives the festival and fair people wild because you, you, you plan for a festival and a crowd, but it's not something you have to do. There's lots of other things you can do. If the weather's not good, some people... Oh, just, sure. It, they won't I, come out. I, I wasn't able to make it down. I appreciate Dylan going down there and kind of doing some things for me. But it, it looked like they really had a good crowd for They, they really did. We're going to you know run a picture or two that will show that. But if you were mm-hmm. there, you know it was yeah. especially on Saturday. And, you know, the Canon uh, angle that, that they did on like Wednesday really, re- really got things launched oh, very sure. well. A I lot think of people were interested in yeah, that. There are a lot of people that are kind of like, how's, I don't know, how's well, that how, going to go? How many people's we'll ever seen a Civil that. War cannon fired? You know, yeah. it's kind of like well, a— Well, especially on Main Street of a— Right, down. right. And, and, you know, I was worried the whole time because the thing was pointed at the city. Oh, sure. Building. It's one thing to maybe go watch a Civil War reenactment and see him or, uh, you know, like at Tecumseh where they shoot the cannons off. That's one thing. This was another. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, one a little aside on that, uh, people in Wellston, the locals probably know this, but maybe a lot of other people don't. There is a cannon that is a twin cannon to the one downtown that's in Ridgewood Cemetery in okay. Wellston. And it's there near the front of the cemetery. It's a quite a conversation piece, but it is. I was told uh, by uh, by Peggy Shoemade, who I saw Saturday there. She's been a, a retired businessman, a businesswoman in Wellston, and now a Rotarian, very active in civic affairs. She says that those cannons are twins. Okay. I don't know whether they were secured at the same time or not, but they do date back to the, the Civil War. Very she cool. wasn't exactly sure how Wellston acquired them, but uh, as They've been there as long as she can remember. Yeah. But anyway, a few other results from the uh, Ohio Hill Country Festival that Jeremiah didn't give you. He gave a lot of it, but there was a few more. There was a lot going on. Um, Dylan uh, Euler uh, did me a big favor because there was so much to cover. Mm-hmm. He On Friday night when we have all that football going on, he went up to the karaoke contest. Yeah. He, he entered it too, didn't you, Dylan? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Not I don't. Bad. I don't. I don't blame him for that. <laughs> but uh, they had, uh, I guess, twenty-five contestants. They all got to sing two songs. So it took a while. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But when it was all ended, they named three winners. They, you know, a lot of cash was available. They they upped the cash this year because of the cent- because of the semi-centennial year, I guess. But when it was all said and done, the winners the winner was Isaac Young of Kingston. He was first place. Second place was Tom McKnight of Chesapeake, and third place was a local girl, Lacey Hauser of Jackson. So congratulations to them. We'll have their pictures uh, in the paper on Wednesday. Downtown on Saturday, the Dan Locker Jr. Memorial Car Show was held. The Black Diamond Masonic Lodge does that. Um, 
James, and this was the 10th year for it. And they wanted to do it a little differently this year, probably because, you know, it's a special year. Mm -hmm. They had uh, $100 cash prizes to the top seven entrants, and there was 72 vehicles uh, involved. So that was successful. The top class award, which uh, is the very highest award, it went to Steve Stiles of Chillicothe for a 1979 Chevrolet Camaro Z28. And uh, we'll have a picture of that classic car amongst all the pictures that we're going to run as well. All right. At the depot, you know, for the loans interested in culture, mm-hmm. we had an had art, art show, show an yeah. art show, exactly. And also a quilt needlework yeah, and craft show in different rooms in the, in the depot. And both of those got a lot of attention in mm-hmm. the art show. The top award, the Sharon Davis Stube Award, went to Timothy White of Wellston. He had a charcoal drawing entitled My Mother's Favorite Chair. Very nice. I saw that on Saturday when I was there. And the People's Choice Award was won by William Keck of Wellston for an oil painting of the First Baptist Church of Wellston. That's one of the main churches right out there on the main drag on Pennsylvania Avenue. Very iconic site there in Wellston. In the Quilt Needlework and Craft Show, uh, the winner was Lenore Houston. She was the best of show winner for a quilt that showed animal figures. It was very, uh, very, very nice. You know, the Marquet does that quilt show every year. And I said from the very beginning, you know, a lot of people don't associate quilts with art. But I tell you Mm -hmm. what, they are truly art. Oh, sure. What what people are able to come up with. It's it's incredible. Just not the the craft of making them, which usually takes a long time or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, But anyway... Uh, congratulations to Lenore Houston, longtime uh, area resident uh, for her uh, champion quilt. The best of the uh, People's Choice Award went to Brenda Kendrick Hill, very well-known lady here in Jackson County. She's been the uh, retired treasurer for the Wilson City Schools and the Jackson City Schools. She won for a needlework piece. It's also very handsome. We'll have pictures of all these award-winning pieces. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in Dylan's paper. putting them up on the some of them up on the screen now. We just can't see it because we've got to okay. have our monitors messed up, right? And so you know, I can't comment on them as they're being put up. But uh, some of the things I'm talking about, you know, you have seen or will see as uh, as uh, you know, Dylan shuffles the deck there on the many pictures we took. We expect James. To have, uh, you know, of course, we'll have front page coverage and overall story running down the, you know, the highlights of the Ohio Hill Country Festival. A lot of pictures as well uh, from all the days, um, uh, all four days, especially, you know, the big finale day on on Saturday. So, uh, I mean, all in all, it was honestly a great festival. And I know this firsthand. Jeremiah does, too. You know, all these groups that put on these festivals and fairs, it's a fairly small group. They're mm-hmm. volunteer people. Yeah. But the Ohilco Society, that's, you know, the group that puts on the Ohio Hill Country Festival. You know, there's, uh, you know, a number of names on the roster, but I'm told that basically four or five, six people really do the yeoman's work on oh, that I'm, and make yeah. that happen. And when you see it unfold for those four days and you see all those people mm-hmm. downtown, you know, you can't thank those people oh, sure. enough for what they do. Sure. Uh, Logan Lindemood, I think, is the president of the Ohilco Society. The husband-wife team of Dustin and Lexi Kaufman uh, do a lot, too. Aaron Dupree, who's assistant fire chief for the city. There's lots of people that contribute. You know, you know, they see what's going on, and they support this event, or they help conduct this event, et cetera. The Rotary Club did the art show. Uh, Tammy Phillips, who is with Make Wellston Beautiful, she was the coordinator director of the Needlework Show. Uh, so, you know, just it's a real community effort. 
and it, it truly was a great success this year. Uh, everybody in Wellston that was involved can pat themselves uh, on the back yeah. there. Well, and congratulations the, to them for putting on such an awesome festival. Right. All this coverage coming, you know, a lot of this coverage uh, upcoming here in our Wednesday paper. And as Jeremiah uh, referred to, we're already transitioning to pre-coverage on the Apple Festival. That mm -hmm. is next week, starting yep. on Tuesday through the following Saturday. Uh, a lot going on there. Uh, Blackhawk will be the big uh, entertainment on Friday night uh, mm -hmm. on the country music side. But much else going on on two different stages, three big parades. But, you know, we'll get into that later in the week. Okay. Sounds We're ready good. to transition to tacos now. All right. I know, let's I know, talk you're, about, I know you're anxious to do let's this. Let's taco about it. Well, I was called down to the police station uh, uh, last week by Sergeant Richie Kaiser. He is a veteran Jackson uh, policeman. And he had investigated two different cases that he gave us news on. And uh, we're going to talk about one of them now. And I will have to say, my jaw dropped when I took the notes on this. And yep. uh, this wasn't something that was put out in a news release or put out on Facebook. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of knowledge about it. And so it was real revelation, you know, through our newspaper readers, whether they were on the website or in our print edition, uh, this story. But it, it, it's true. I don't know. Maybe we'll make some television show sometime. But what happened was it, it revolved around a female employee at mm -hmm. the Jackson Taco Bell restaurant that is there at, uh, at 1021 East Main Street out there uh, just by the Jackson Heights toward Walmart. Megan W. Bridges was the female suspect involved. She's 36 years old. She's a Jackson area resident and had worked at Taco Bell. She doesn't anymore and I'm about to tell you why. <laughs> yeah, she, she the, she's not there anymore. Now. No, the police department had received information that uh, Bridges uh, was selling or distributing methamphetamine from the Taco Bell mm -hmm. restaurant as an employee yeah. during working hours, both from the counter inside the restaurant and from the drive through window. Mm -hmm. uh, what the police were able to determine was, uh, and they don't know how much there might have been, but they were able to pin down at least three different uh, of these transactions that took place. And they were arranged by, so they gave me a few details. I didn't go all, uh, into all of them on the newspaper uh, story, but it wasn't just people coming in where, you know, she'd say, hey, you want some meth or somebody coming yeah. in, can I get some meth? They were arranged. They sure. came in, they bought food, sure, but they also had something else stuffed in their bag, yeah. which was methamphetamine, mm -hmm. which they had made arrangements to purchase. I'm mm -hmm. not sure whether it was in advance or at the time, but uh, they purchased methamphetamine there. And, and where the, was she? Where was she? Where was she hiding this methamphetamine? Well, I'm getting to that too. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure where she had all of it. I know she might have had. Uh, she had a book bag, uh, you know, in her, and I'm sure she had a purse, and she had herself too. But when the police went there to arrest her, she had seven warrants. All right, because they could already arrest her on that mm -hmm. without you know pinning well, down anything yeah. on the methamphetamine. It makes you wonder how she got a job with seven. Well, that has been commented on <laughs> quite a bit because she had warrants from three different police agencies, yeah. including the Jackson County Sheriff's Office, the Chillicothe Police Department, and the Ross County Sheriff's Office, most of them drug-related, I think. Mm -hmm. But when the police went in to arrest her uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was on Wednesday, August the 30th, uh, of course, you know, because she had a warrant, they, you know, they had the right to arrest her on the spot. Mm -hmm. They confronted her about what they had learned in their investigation, and she apparently made admissions confessions to what she had done. And when they did the search on her, they were prepared to do the search on her, 
she willingly turned over 34.2 grams of methamphetamine that was in her bra. Which is apparent. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, uh, what size of a, an order of meth you get with your taco, but apparently that's a lot, right? Well, put it this way. Just what was in her bra was considered 10 times the bulk amount. Yeah. When so if you she ha- would have had one-tenth of that, it still would have been... It, yes, it still would have been a felony type yeah. thing. You know, when you have the bulk amount, and also if it's packaged a certain way, even though the law enforcement may not see you actually selling it, Mm -hmm. you are considered to be a trafficker because this is way too much for a user, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, that kind of assumption is made and it's used in, in, in court, but they arrested her on the warrants and she will face charges of aggravated trafficking and drugs because of her alleged transactions at Taco Bell. Now I need to say to my knowledge and to the police's knowledge, uh, she was the only person involved in this. Uh, you know, they interviewed the manager and so forth, mm-hmm. and nobody else seemed to know that this was going on, or at least anything mm-hmm. proven that this was going on. We don't know. She had worked there for a while. We don't know if it was going along for more than a month, but we know that there were three separate transactions that the police were able to pin down. And, uh, you know, they could have done a controlled buy too, but mm-hmm. because of the warrants, they were able to kind of move more aggressively in making mm-hmm. the arrest. And then she confessed and they found it on her. And so hmm. that's the Taco Bell methamphetamine story. That's a, strange, strange, strange. That's a, yeah, that's a wild story. And that is definitely late night talk show banter worthy. Right. Strange, 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 but true. And yes, uh, we posted that, you know, at the same, about the same time that it was printed in the paper. And even though, you know, it was behind our paywall because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we are, you know, it's or newspaper, we're subscription based. Uh, it still got a lot of hits, a lot of shares, a lot of mm-hmm. comments. A lot of people had some fun with it, and some people were just appalled that something like that can happen. All kinds of sure. reactions on that. But that story was in our Saturday paper, yeah. and it's online. If you haven't checked it out yet, so you want what, to see all the details. So is it likely that we'll have any uh, more information on this story anytime soon, or is this just in the court system and it'll be— Well, it, it's probably going to take a little time. Yeah. She's arrested on the warrant, so they can hold her, all right? Mm-hmm. They have to, they'll probably take the case to the grand jury. And that's where, you know, nine people will listen to the prosecutor on the evidence. And then they will, and then they will likely indict her based on the evidence uh, on charges of aggravated trafficking drugs. Although the charge or charges could be different, Mm -hmm. but that's what it looks like that the police believe that they will turn out to be. There was another big police uh, investigation that occurred late Thursday night into Friday morning, and this was on our front page Saturday, Mm -hmm. too, and that was a stabbing that occurred at a Jackson residence. Uh, We were able to piece together enough information to get out a newspaper story and a website story. We're going to be following up today on this, but what we knew Friday for publication and, you know, for the radio was that this occurred at a residence at 10 Fleetwood Avenue in Jackson. And it involved uh, two women who lived at that residence. Uh, they were the uh, suspect and the victim. The suspect is 41-year-old Rebecca Kearns. The victim is Angela Stanley. They both lived at that residence. And according to police, uh, Rebecca stabbed Angela multiple times with a kitchen butcher knife. I was told uh, that uh, serious injuries, obviously, uh, to Angela Stanley. 
I'm not sure what hospital was she went. She sent to. She probably went. Ended up at a trauma center. She was initially took to the Hoser Medical Center, Jackson Hospital. Well, these are some of the mm-hmm. holes that we'll try to follow up on. They were the injuries were considered very serious, and the police. You know, they're not medical people necessarily, but they've been around situations like this where there's injuries, some stabbings and shootings. They felt that maybe Angela Stansley was very fortunate that she survived mm-hmm. this incident because multiple stab wounds and, you know, we know from watching television uh, and if you know anything about biology, zoology, you know, the human body, you know, if, if a certain artery is hit in a certain mm-hmm. place or organ is, is damaged, you know, it is sure. probably going to be your life sure. or very well could be. You could bleed out and in that in that way, at least, you know, as bad as this was, Angela Stanley may have been extremely fortunate. So, you know, that was a, another big story that was in our our, our Saturday and, and paper. And so, what was the ch- what was the charges on that? The charge uh, the charge right now is that, I'm glad you asked that. I didn't say it. They have charged her with attempted murder, which is uh, which is a uh, big. It's I'm, I'm, I'm more guessing, than they would maybe yeah, do initially in a case like this. a lot of times when you have a very bad assault with major injuries, you're going to have a charge called felonious assault. Mm-hmm. This is a step up from that. Yeah. They believe even from the initial evidence that they had that this was more than just a vicious attack. This was an attempt to kill her. Mm-hmm. Or if it wasn't, you know, it very well could have happened. Yeah. And so that's the that's the charge that they're going with to start off with, mm-hmm. obviously, Rebecca Kern's in jail as and a result so do of that. We, do we have an update on the victim, like her condition? Is she still we're gonna in the have hospital? To, we're going to have to follow okay. up on that. They felt that uh, it, it, that she was going to survive this incident and that it was uh, maybe amazing that she was going to. Mm-hmm. But, but she was actually able to be interviewed that night okay. by the police before she was taken to the hospital. So she was conscious, at least through all of this, or at least through part of it. All right. Okay, another, uh, I mean, it, it seems to just pancake. Uh, I don't know whether it was a full moon out or not, but uh, there was another uh, incident that was, that was on, the, on the bad news category. This happened in uh, Vinton County, and this was in the early morning hours on Friday. A uh, man from uh, Vinton County who lived, uh, had a Vinton address. Uh, his name was James Earl Basil J- Elkins, age 22. This was a traffic-related fatality that occurred on Covered Bridge Road near Wilkesville in mm-hmm. Vinton County. He was operating a pickup truck. His uh, truck went off the right side of the roadway. And this is at 3.30 a.m. on Friday morning, all right? He went off the right side of the roadway, came back onto the roadway, back off the left side, struck an embankment and overturned multiple times. So this is a very, very traumatic accident. He was not wearing a seatbelt and was thrown from the pickup truck. He was pronounced dead at the scene by the Vinton County coroner. A passenger, Jacob Levi Ray Taylor, 21, he's got a Galpolis address. He was in the, in the truck as well. He was not wearing a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. He was thrown into the rear seat, fortunately, maybe, not thrown out of the vehicle. He was treated at the crash scene for minor injuries and released. So he was obviously very isn't that, fortunate. Isn't that, I don't know, unbelievable that neither of them were wearing the seatbelt and one of them was killed and one of them only had minor in- injuries? Right. That, that, that was something a whole lot may have been, you know, where the point of impact was. Yeah. It also may have been. Uh, the fact that, you know, Mr. Elkins was thrown out of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah. so. But wear the, the, your seatbelt, people. Oh, yeah, wear your seatbelt. Uh, the patrol does remind all motorists to wear seatbelts on each and every trip and to avoid distractions while operating a motor vehicle. This was a single vehicle wreck. Mm-hmm. Denton County MS and the Wilkesville Volunteer Fire Department were Oof. on the scene. Horrible. Only, only 22 years old. Only 22 years old. And so, you know, we're not cats. We're people. We get one shot, you mm-hmm. know, when something like this happens. So. Very sad. Uh, a lot, a lot of bad news to report in Saturday's paper, and uh, you know that's the thing when you do a, a small town paper, you work on the news staff or whatever. Uh, it's just a, a collection of great community stuff, like what mm-hmm. happened in Wellston over the weekend, but then all these other things happening as well. Yeah. We do our very best to keep up with all of it, and we know we don't always aren't able to do it, but we we give it a we give it a good college try. Yeah. All right, some other things that you don't hear a whole lot of talk about, but it's really important news. For the second straight week, Jackson County is leading the state in per capita COVID-19 mm-hmm. cases. So so explain what it means by per capita. Per capita. Because obviously we don't have the most right, cases. Right, I know. that That's confusing to a lot of people. The reason that the Ohio Department of Health puts it that way, it's to put all 88 counties where you have widely varying sure. population on the same on an even on the same scale they take the county's population and extrapolate it out to 100,000 and they take the number of raw cases and extrapolate that out to a 100,000 population rather than the real population like in Jackson County 32,000 plus mm-hmm. you know something like Franklin County where there's a million you know it comes down the yeah. other way but that way you have a real comparison because you know, Jackson County uh, is not one of the highest counties in raw numbers, but it is if you take into account the amount of population. So what is Jackson County's COVID count? It went up from one week to the next, from August 31st to September 7th. It went up to 119 on August the 31st. That was a Thursday to last Thursday, 162. That's a pretty good percentage increase. The per capita, you know, for what this is worth, uh, is 367 per 100,000 population. On the other end, Holmes County, which is an Amish country, Mm -hmm. they had a total of five cases of COVID-19 that were documented. Mm -hmm. Five cases in Holmes County, which is actually higher population than Jackson Mm -hmm. County. I think they have 42,000. Five, but 162 in Jackson. That's Mm -hmm. amazing right there. Well, as you mentioned, it's an Amish community. So how many? That has something to do with it. Yeah. the, it's just not, it's just as much there. It's just not being reported. Well, probably. Th- that, that is a very good point to, to, to bring out. It, uh, that could explain a lot of it. But you also have to feel that Maybe anywhere, I mean, Jackson County included, there's probably unreported oh, cases. Oh, sure. Because, you know, how does the health department find out? You know, when right. somebody takes well, a self-test, they get sick. Right, yeah. And then you yeah, have all well, these cases just, where somebody's sick and mm-hmm. they think they got a cold. Sure. Well, yeah, it's just cases that are being tested through somebody that's reporting them, whether it's the hospital or a pharmacy or the health department, whatever. If you're not testing or you're home testing, you know, then that's not being counted either. No. And then, you know, a lot of people got kind of, um, I know, um, cold mm-hmm. to the COVID-19 thing after sure. going through what we did a year or so ago. And they're probably thinking, well, <laughs> Three it's, just years ago. it's just something we got to live with, yeah. you know, as so, opposed to the shutdowns and and the screaming headlines mm-hmm. and all like that. But, I, you know, it's very much worth noting that the cases in Jackson County are relatively high. 
They went up a good bit from one week to the last week. And we're going into a period where it's not going to be 80 and 70 degrees anymore. Mm -hmm. There's going to be more things inside. And, you know, mm -hmm. we just had a big crowd at the Ahilco Festival. Sure. Big and crowds. those are the kind of things we were talking a whole mm -hmm. lot about oh, even yeah. just last year. Yep. So do you have there in, in this story information about vaccine boosters and recommendations for things well, like this that? Is, this is what all the health departments are saying. And, and you can hear this on the national news too. The CDC is working on mm -hmm. the next vaccine yeah. and it has to be a different vaccine because, you know, this is the damnable thing about it. The COVID-19 uh, virus and we call it COVID-19, but it's variant. They're variants of it. Mm -hmm. The same thing that hit us on the first wave that hit us on the second wave are not exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's why probably the vaccines are not 100% foolproof. Sure. And that is also why now there's a lot of talk about whether we're going to be taking COVID-19 vaccines the way we take flu shots sure. every yeah. year. One and then every you've year. got to come up with something that works too. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what the CDC is working on. And then people will have to make their own decision. I know a lot of people took shots last year and the year before being told that this will protect you against COVID-19. And we know that's not completely true. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a lot of talk that even if you do get COVID-19 after taking a vaccine, and many people did, it will not be as severe. So that's another thing to be thinking about. But you mm -hmm. just have to do your own research, talk to your doctor, and think on what you need to do. And we'll see how the COVID-19 cases do how serious they are. We know the first wave, some cases were very serious. We had a lot of deaths. Mm -hmm. It's not that we don't have any now. Statewide, I'll throw this in, 8,607 COVID-19 cases statewide in the period from August 31st to September 7th. To me, that sounds like a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, 163 people in the hospital because of COVID statewide. 13 people died because of related deaths in Ohio because of COVID. In the, so last, in the last month? In the, in the last week. In the last week. In the last week. Okay. So I'm guessing that those numbers could be going up. So we'll just mm -hmm. have to see. I mean, every situation, I guess, is a little different. But we will certainly keep our eye on that. I know that, uh, James, I saw on your calendar, your planning calendar, that Nick Rupert is going to be in mm -hmm. to talk about the Vinton yeah. County Air Show later the in the week. Vinton County Air Show? But we just want to... Roast wanna, chickens? Yeah, we just roast <laughs> chickens up there. If you, if, you, if you enjoy the chicken or you enjoy the the, air, the airplane stuff, you know, you, you're going to win on both counts. But that is next Sunday. Uh, the way it falls on the calendar, sometimes it's right after the Apple Festival. Sometimes it's before. This time mm -hmm. it's before. But that is an event worth attending, yeah. too. We don't want to let that get lost in the shuffle between our two big festivals here in Jackson County. Very important for the Vinton County Airport and for tourism in Vinton County. But that is next Sunday afternoon. And we've got had stories in the paper and on the radio. And we'll hear a lot more about that from, okay. from Nick Ruper. Yeah. Excited to have him in and talk about that. All right. They do uh, Santa Claus parachutes in, right? Santa Claus yeah. will parachute. There'll be uh, skydivers. There'll be, uh, you know, the folks that do maneuvers in the air. There'll be the old-time planes. Mm -hmm. uh, there'll be something really for the whole family. But the MacArthur Eagles do that roast barbecue chicken. Mm -hmm. And it is talked up the way that the Jackson County Veals are. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, at the at, with the Lions Club uh -huh. and, the, and the way that the— uh, the way they talk about the bubbles at Michael's, oh, yeah. you know, it's just something you, that you don't want to. Unique thing to that event. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't want to miss. Um, 
So, uh, you know, we're running out of time and I don't want to not mention the sports because, you know, we mm -hmm. had uh, three high school football games last yeah. weekend. The reason that we had three and this is, you know, a story that will continue to follow. The Oak Hill Oaks canceled their football game against Minford that was yeah. to have been played at Minford last Friday. Do you know if Minford ended up having a game? I know that they were looking for a game. They didn't feel like they would have much luck, but they wanted to have mm -hmm. a game to replace Oak Hill. I don't think yeah. they did. I've this, got this. I've got the score sheet here. Mm -hmm. I don't, don't see, see Minford, Minford on, on it. it. That was that was going to be Minford's homecoming game. I think I saw a Facebook mm -hmm. post, James, where they rescheduled yeah, they their, rescheduled homecoming their homecoming for homecoming. Some, uh, in October. Yeah. So they'll probably trade off another home game for that. And I know it was very disappointing to Minford. But I'm sure it's a very tough thing sure. for Oak Hill. The kids that are healthy, you mm -hmm. know, that want to play, the cheerleaders, the band where the mm -hmm. uh, football games are a big event. But, you know, if the injuries were sufficient enough on a small roster to uh, force a cancellation last week, and they mm -hmm. were looking out for their kids. Sure. They said that. Oh, sure. You know, we'll just have to see about where we stand going into next mm -hmm. week because, you know, this is the fifth week of a 10-week season. So we'll see what happens mm -hmm. there. We know from covering the last football game where Oak Hill and Rock Hill played, Oak Hill had several major injuries during that game, and that mm -hmm. put Oak Hill in a situation where they felt like there just wasn't enough healthy players to play. you got to have 11 on the field at the yeah. same time. And a couple of these, several of these schools that Oak Hill plays, frankly, are larger schools. It puts yeah. Oak Hill at a disadvantage mm -hmm. naturally anyway. Yeah. But as far as our other games from last week, we want to mention – uh, a lot of points scored in that Jackson game. Well, uh, exactly. Believe it or not, this was more like a basketball score. But yeah. This was not basketball. This was football. Jackson 56, Western Brown 48. Mm -hmm. uh, Dan, Dan, and Pete were at that game. And uh, I tell you what, amazing as it is, that's about how the Jackson-Western Brown game have been every year. The, well, Ar the Ar Army of Faith were hoping that since Drew Novak, the great quarterback mm -hmm. of Western Brown, graduated yeah, now playing at Ashland College, be. you know, we wouldn't have that. But yeah. they've got another kid that's, yeah. uh, I think, pretty good, too. Yeah. So uh, I see here in Brock Netter's article, that's the most points Jackson's given up in 10 years. You know what? I didn't even know that myself. But being the stat man, I have to say, I don't remember 48 points being given mm -hmm. up. Yeah, he uh, says most points since... First time they've given up over 45 points since 2013. Wow. Okay. And that was probably against Joe Burrow in Athens, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. But anyway, uh, it, Jackson, I was there, James. Jackson got ahead 14 to nothing, and it looked like, you know, well, you know, this might not be too difficult at all. But after that, it was kind of like a tennis match. Touchdown, uh -huh. touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Uh, of course, you know, the, the teams, the offenses in particularly were, were great. Western Brown mainly passing, Jackson mainly running. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention an individual, Cade Warford, Jackson's mm -hmm. senior running back who's having such a great season. He ran for 252 yards, had four touchdowns rushing, uh, ran a kickoff back 70 yards for a touchdown, had two punt returns that set up touchdowns, had over 440 uh, yards in total offense uh, didn't catch any passes this time because they didn't throw the ball very much uh, but uh, just an amazing game for him his father I remember covering his father I'll date myself this was in the late 90s he ran if I recall correctly for 300 yards in one game wow. against Point Pleasant and I'm thinking Cade might beat that but you know as the game went on this is strange even though Jackson ran the ball and Western Brown passed the ball Western Brown kept 
hogging the ball in the second half because uh, they had a passing game where mm-hmm. they would throw short or intermediate and they kept yeah. the ball. They had a 19-play drive in the third quarter, had the mm-hmm. ball almost the entire third quarter. So Cade didn't get his hands on the ball as much as he normally would have. But when he did, he usually sure going for a touchdown. But uh, that is an amazing individual performance there. His brother Bodie threw a touchdown pass. His younger brother, he is the quarterback. But Jackson now 3-1 and one on the season. Even though giving up all those points, at the end of the day, it's still a win, a win against a pretty yeah. good team, Western mm-hmm. Brown. Yeah. Uh, and then so, Wellston, they dropped another heartbreaker to Portsmouth West. And the really tough night for uh, the Vinton County Vikings. Or wait. Or did they win? They won. They won. Okay, I read this wrong. I apologize. I read it wrong. I thought I read it that they it lost. Was a tough no, night it was for the a Megs tough Marauders. night. Not tough night for the Megs Marauders. I apologize. I read that headline wrong. Uh, fifty-four to nothing over Megs. Right. I mean, T.J. Carper has the Vikings rolling. They're four and one now. They won four in a row. Remember, they lost their first game against a very good Unioto team by one point the first opener. The difference was an extra point kick that didn't work out for the Vikings. So they are rolling now. That was their first conference game. Uh, You know, their defenses have been lights out, and obviously they're scoring a lot of points too. Their special teams are playing very well. And so uh, they have a big game. Uh, They had a three-game road trip, so they've won won three in a row on the roads. They're Mm -hmm. three and one now, not four and one. They will play their fifth game, and it's also a conference game against Athens uh, this uh, Friday at home. So that's a big game. Athens has won one game, but they won big over Alexander, and Mm -hmm. Athens is the largest enrollment school in the TVC, so that'll be a big game for the the Vikings. The Ironmen will be home against uh, Hamilton Ross. That is a large school uh, just outside of Hamilton, Ohio. That'll be a non-conference game. All right. Well, Pete, thanks for all the news this morning. And again, thank you, everybody, for watching. We apologize for having a little bit of technical issues today. We will have it all sorted tomorrow. Jennifer will be back. I do have a note here uh, from Jennifer here, Pete. Uh, She says, I'm glad you had to do that Taco Bell story because I would not have been able to get through it. (laughs) Okay. So uh, Jennifer will be back tomorrow. And... Hopefully the computer will be working properly. Right. And and remember, the thing that we learned from all this is when you go through the line at Taco Bell, make sure you check your bag for a correct order. Yes. All right. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Jeremiah. Thanks, Dylan. We will be back here first thing tomorrow morning. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you very much.